affordable housing is a priority for every economy because when you have people comfortable living comfortably then they have time to think they have time to be innovative they have time to be creative they have time to offer solutions to the world Mm. so but if people are thinking about rent the next meal are they going to be kicked out are they going to be carrying their things to country bus to go to shago you know as we saw during the pandemic like many people actually just moved back home because they're like nairobi is unsustainable Hello, good people. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the 2030 podcast. Yeah, guys, welcome. I hope Muka Salama. Salama. Hi, Josh. Hi, team. Very good. Yeah, my name is Mal. My name is Timo Fiocieno. My name is Josh. You're welcome to another week where we share our lives and talk about things to inspire people to action. Sindio? Yes. Kabisa, so... Leo tunaongelelea. Nasemanga hivyo, tunaongelelea kuhusu nini? Tunaongelelea mambo ya mashaba. Mambo ya mashaba mogoda mogoda. Yeah, so today we're talking about land. Land in Kenya. And specifically the practicality of buying land in Kenya as a young person. Is it possible, like in your 20s? The big question. The big cue. Yeah, is it possible to actually get land in your 20s? Or position yourself to get land in your 20s? So, Is it necessary? Is it necessary? Is it necessary? Is it something to aspire towards? Yeah, is it, yeah. So I guess you can kick it off like this, Tim. Have you thought about land in Kenya, buying land yourself? Yes, I have. I've thought about buying land in Kenya. Uh, and then after I, immediately after I thought about buying land in Kenya, I was quickly discouraged by the fact that land in Kenya is a very contentious issue. Okay. What do you mean? Uh, because number one, uh, there have been historical land issues. Yeah. So there's that aspect of I'm buying land, but what's the history of this land? Will okay. I buy this land and after I've been, we've seen it, especially yeah. in Nairobi. Yeah. You buy land build. When what we have to say, land is repairian. We have to take it down. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that malls have gone down, we've seen houses go down. So I've thought about it, but also every other time I get to think about it, I get worried about how practical would it be for me. Yeah. To be able to get land and not just land anywhere, land in a prime place, yeah. land in a place like Nairobi or the metropolis around Nairobi. Yeah. And so that that worries me a lot as a young person. And I really I'm really glad we're having this discussion because I believe very many young people are thinking about it. Yeah. For me, product for me specifically, it's a it's something that in my early 20s, I actually honestly never thought about it. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I don't think anyone who is 21 is thinking about buying land. Really, yeah. not really. Yeah. The thing about the latest trends, the latest haircuts, TikTok, who to date, uh, <laughs> but now that I'm in my late 20s, yeah. it's a big consideration because uh, it's about now settling down in my 30s and getting like, I remember, I think it's you who said that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was on record, it was off the record, or maybe it was on record, that the Kenyan dream. Yeah. The Kenyan dream. (laughs) Go to school, study, get a job, buy land, build a house. 
that is the, the Kenyan, Kenyan dream for yeah. any Kenyan. Mm. Yeah. yeah, to live rent free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's such a big deal to live? I don't rent-free know. In Kenya? It's, it's, I don't know. I, I guess it's I, as Tim said. There's the historical part for <laughs> land being such a a big deal, mm-hmm. but also land is is gives you a sense of ownership. Yeah. Yep. You want to own something. You want to own land. Yeah. You want to own this space uh-huh. above it, beneath it. There's a thing <laughs> in law we say when you own the land, you own okay. above it to through the skies, below it, to the ground, like mm. that space. It's actually a principle in law. Okay. Think I've butchered it. But yeah. Mm. So that sense of having title to a place that you were put on us by God, but yeah. you have like a Akatai told to your name yeah. is something that's such a big deal for, for Kenyans. And it's because of that sense of ownership. I own this. Mm-hmm. I, you know. I, I I read somewhere that the land prices, like in Nairobi, for example, are way higher than the average, even just generally around the world. Yeah. Like it's actually much higher. Yeah. And so you can imagine that a 50 by 100 somewhere in Kajiado mm-hmm. goes for 900K. About yeah. a million bob. I actually, I actually went and took, I went somewhere and took a jihado and I went and saw, it's a, it was a million bob for 50 by 100. Wait, Josh, you've ever gone to check Yes, I have. I have. Fish. I actually have. And so when I went there, yeah. I was shown, that's a million bob you've spent. Mm. Okay. And so you start, when you look at that, you start thinking, okay, how practical is this? What is, again, we go back to the why. Like, why is this an important aspect for me? For many people, that's it's a symbol of wealth. Yeah. Mm. Land is a symbol of wealth. For mm. other people, it's an investment in the future because you yeah. see when you when you own land, that's something that won't depreciate. It's something mm. that, will, that will continue to appreciate. And so the earlier the better. And so it it's it's a different wise for different people. And like again, the question is, is it something that we should aspire towards? Is it something that we should look forward to actually having? But let me ask, why is rent such a hassle? Like why is it something that we just want to run away from? Hey, because rent money is money that never helps you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really well put. Rent money is money that helps. Oh my god, you. it's just you pay to live. That's that's like mm. you pay to live somewhere, and some people would rather they make that sacrifice of having to pay a million bob and maybe four or five million at once, and then they don't have to think about a Ever. monthly mm. a monthly obligation towards mm. paying mm. someone because as in it's money that will never help you. Yeah. It's just it's not an investment, it's just an a co- sunk cost. Yes. Sunk, it's sunk, it's gone. <laughs> that for many people is the actual actually the biggest cost that you have on the in the yeah. of your people work for rent. Actually, it's true. So the people, it's true. Think people work to live in somewhere that you mm. don't actually and, and the time there. Exactly, that's the funny in, thing. In fact, you even just sleep there because you wake up in the morning, go to work, come back, maybe cook something, sleep. Oh, that's that's yeah, you're happy at home. You're gonna pay rent for a hundred percent of that place. Yes, that's an interesting aspect. I yeah. never thought about that. So you live, you you work an eight to five job. Yes. You leave your house at six. Yes, you leave your eight to six. Mm. You're in a traffic. You come back home at seven. Yes. 
So Met your house only sees you seven until like six a.m. And yes. on the weekends, and on the weekends, time you're asleep. Yeah, now we can do mental church Saturday. You tend to hang out with my bestie, mm. nini, nini, okay. and all that. But bado, so basically, you're you're paying for storage of your clothes. Furniture, <laughs> 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 and a hotel, furniture, and your hotel, and a hotel. I remember. And say you take time to make decorations, like a shining lamp. Okay, but you know, I hardly spend time at home. And then on top of that, the landlord is gonna put. And another thing is the landlord is gonna put restrictions on mm. in that space mm. so you don't really own that place you 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 live there you have you you sell my own you you sell my own it so you rather you're more you're more responsible over it rather than you more than you own it mm. and so you're paying you don't own it somebody else is telling you what you can and cannot do in that house okay and setting the limits for you and they're spending very little time there so i can understand why somebody would want to run away from rent exactly yeah and you know that and and there's this really awesome idea i'd like to encourage you guys if you're listening to this there's 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 a youtube channel it's called cleaning the airwaves yeah i've gotten the host of that show Richie. It's called, yeah. Yeah. Called, it is called Richard something. Star. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. And so it used to be, yeah, I think, Alkwa Kikulama Kubamba. Alkwa Kubamba or something. I was just thinking like. about him the other day. Like, thinking he where did he go? Yeah, yeah. so he has, he, has, he has a YouTube channel called Cleaning the Airwaves. So he's, yeah. he brings a, he brings a lot of people, musicians and different people to just share their stories and the different aspects of them. And there's one particular story by Raymond Chula. Raymond Chula, Chula. It's called Chula. I think they pronounce Chula that um that really inspired me so for him he's he's not only a, a pastor or a reverend he's also a businessman business he's a business big and, business and he's like not not a tea shop businessman yeah like, like multi-million mm-hmm. businessman and so he was he was he was talking about how when a couple mm-hmm. a couple that is settled and a couple that is paying rent are two different couples. Yeah. And I said, the mentality that a couple who is settled in their own home has, the mentality that they have is very different from this other person. Mm-hmm. And it's basically elaborating in that particular, uh, that particular YouTube clip about how that mentality is different and the advantage that they have when they actually live in their own home. Yeah. And they were saying that one of the things that God sent him to do in this season was to try to help people get settled. And so there's a, I think there's a project that they're coming, coming up with whereby they want to build homes with the help of churches mm-hmm to build homes for people and you pay rent the, and you pay for own. the yeah rent to own yeah. so you pay for it until you pay it off yeah basically but you're basically just paying rent until you pay it off yeah. and so i thought about that and i was like that's that's a more motivating way of going about rent because as much as i'm paying rent in this house mm-hmm. This house is mine when I'm done with it. You understand? Mm-hmm. I think also that's the mentality, I guess, with mortgage and the likes. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. that's how mortgages work as well. And so I felt like that's such a wonderful thing to do. And and he really got my juices flowing for actually owning my own home. Yeah. And I didn't think about owning land or property until now I got married. And actually, actually, in fact, not even, not even getting married. In fact, getting married in Oxidia, Josh. Sana, Sana. 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 I won't even lie to you. It, 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 it regulated my life. Like, not, not even, when I say regulate, I don't mean that it limited my life. Mm-hmm. It it expanded my mind in such in a way that I think beyond what I would have thought had yeah, I not been married. Yeah. And so, actually, getting a child is actually what actually made me really think about only land because now you're thinking about a place where children will play. You're thinking about all those things and just like you live in a concrete jungle. Those are things you think about, by the way. <laughs> you should see their faces. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think you should, you should see their Joshua. faces. Right? Yeah, they're just shaking their heads over here. Yes. <laughs> As we don't okay. know. Okay. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Right. So basically, that was my mentality. And um, 
it, it, it really got my juices flowing when I saw that clip because I was thinking about the aspect of being settled. Mm-hmm. When you take away that big load of of rent payment and now you're in your own home, there's so much, so many other things that you open your mind to. Yeah, definitely. You, as a young person, you, 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 if you're forward thinking and you're looking ahead and, and I'm telling Josh and Tim here that it's sometimes my biggest anxiety about being a grown up is will I own land ever? Because as the economy keeps getting worse and land, you know, never depreciates, really, land always will appreciate. And of course, now there's all these projections about how the real estate is going to, um, economy is going to go down and then young people are now saving money so that when it goes down, we all buy houses. Mm. I don't think it's going to work, but that that reality that we live in an economy that does not support that kind of innovation. And that's why you have now people like Kula who are now coming up with that sort of thing. You see, from my end, if we had a product, a, what's the word, proactive mm. government, affordable mm. housing is a priority for every economy. Because mm. when you have people comfortable, living comfortably, then they have time to think. Exactly. They have time to be innovative. Exactly. They have time to be creative. They have time to offer solutions to the world. Mm. So, But if people are thinking about oh, rent, the next meal, are they going to be kicked out? Are they going to be carrying their things to country bus to go to Ushago? Mm. You know, as <laughs> we saw during the pandemic, like many people actually just moved back home. Because they're like, Nairobi is unsustainable. And so as a young person, you need to be alive to that that reality that I want to be able to own land as a, as a young person in Kenya. I'm now 25. I'm not so old. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I want and that's what I aspire and hope to to do, as Josh said, as Tim said. That's what we, we are looking forward to. It's the Kenyan dream. And, you know, we, are, we, we buy into it because you see your parents have, maybe they have, maybe they don't. And if they don't, you even want to work harder because, you know, kuna pia and I want to jenge mama yangu nyumba. You know, there's, there's all those things. So now if you're that sort of child, you have to think about buying land for your mother, Before you think building for her, yeah, then, then setting her, then you, you start building for yourself, you know, and, mm. and that can be pretty expensive, to be honest, and and you just need to be very aware, and let not the pressure kill you, by the way, in as much as we're saying that living rent-free is great, if you cannot live rent-free, there's nothing wrong with with paying rent. Because you can, you can always, you, you lack so much joy mm. now mm. because you're always yeah, worrying, worrying, more. worrying about how you're going to buy land, how you're going. You're, those are dreams and you work towards them, but you're going to always be so um, apprehensive mm. that you fail to live your life. So even if you're living in a rented house, your world will be boring because you're like, I mean, yeah, I won't be here for long. Mm-hmm. I'm what Josh is saying. You're going to print pink, red, nini. And you don't know. Maybe if you just ask the landlord, hey, can I paint my house bright white when I move out? If I move out, I'll repaint it back. Mm-hmm. And then you live in a space that you like. You live in a comfortable space that will also now give you that space to think and be innovative and make more money for you to, to be able to, to buy land in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's it's always like it's a it's a mentality. Yeah. It it really is a mm. mentality. But yeah. now looking but now looking at the practicality of 
buying owning land as a young person yeah. how practical is it uh, is it something that um because i feel uh and this is for an averagely earning young person who earns about what who earns maybe 725 g's mm-hmm. in a month with that kind of a salary it might be hard in my opinion yeah. to buy land yeah. in your 20s yes yeah. but it might not be hard to get land when you're 30 with that salary if you save enough in your 20s and not only yes. sa- not even necessarily so saving because the reality yeah, yeah. is yes. land is expensive yes because the land is cheap exactly and another thing is even on top of that aside from just aside from just saving it's a matter of positioning yourself mm-hmm. to do that later so yes. whether you do it in your 40s or in your 30s for example mm-hmm. there's a way you can position yourself now mm-hmm. to do that later because we've talked about the advantages of it i'm yeah. saying anybody who's listening would see the sense and like okay this is This is actually a good thing. Sense, it, yeah. it, it, it does make sense to do so. And whether you can do it now or not, there's a way you can actually position yourself today to be able to do that much later in the future. Yeah. If you're earning 25, 20K, 25K, it doesn't mean you learn 20, 25K all For the way to the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way you, can, you might find that you'll be advanced in your career. Another thing is your mind could be opened up to another to a side hustle, to, mm. to, to a business that you want to open. Mm. And all those things can work together towards that goal in the future. Yeah. Towards that goal in the future. Yeah. The thing that I really see is as, as long as you have that vision in your mind. Correct. When you have that vision in your mind and that desire and you make steps, no matter how small you feel those steps are. Yeah. Atakama land is a million bob today and tomorrow to be 2 million. It doesn't mean that because I'm 25k today, that 25k is what you're going to be earning tomorrow. But yeah. there's nothing you can do today. You know, you are, so yes. you know what? Today, I'm going to get 50 bob. We start to eat little by faith. We got this 50 bob aside. Let me look at it as a way like I'm making steps towards it somewhere in the future. Yeah. One day when you're in your 40s, you'll thank your 20-year-old self. Yeah. for that fast savings that she did. It's a matter of just making those fast practical steps towards whatever whatever your goal is generally. Mm. Just that first step that you make. Don't don't see it as too small. And at the end of the day as well as Marlene has said something so important. Don't let the visions of tomorrow make you so discontent about your day today. Yeah. About your life today. Yeah. It's important. I remember Richard, that again. Kabisa, if Richard Branson actually said yeah. that it's very dangerous. It's just as dangerous to look too far ahead as it is to look far behind. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day both are stealing from you today. Yes. You see, That's it's very it. easy for them to steal from you today. Mm-hmm. So, as much as they're looking at the vision there, don't let it steal from you today. Be like, you know what? I don't enjoy my house anymore. I just nangoja to kwasana in my new home. Pakayani, you don't see any joints. Mm-hmm. And and so it's important and I feel that uh, one thing that I always believe is that you're you're ready for the next step to the point in which you have maximized the place you're at today. Mm-hmm. Now before we get back to today's episode, let's take a quick look at last week's hot topic. Now this week on the poll that we posted on our Insta stories that is at the 2030 podcast on Instagram, we asked is it necessary for a woman to move out of her parents' home before she gets married? It was pretty even with 50% of you saying yes, it is necessary, while 50% of you said no, it's not necessary. I'm going to read one of your comments and this one was from Ken Aura shout out to you Ken you said that if there's no pressing need maybe because you're working or schooling far from home or being chased away then there's no rush Thank you so much for all of your feedback questions and suggestions we look forward to hearing more from you you can follow us on our Instagram profile that is at the 2030 podcast we'd love to hear from you and engage with you You know how I got land I was homeless. 
and I used to fish all the time. I wasn't fishing playing, I was fishing catching fish because I drive to a rest area because I kept charcoal in my trunk. And when I got to them little grills on the side of the uh, rest area, I'd take my charcoal and I'd fry my fish. But I was always fishing somewhere illegally because I ain't own no lake or nothing. And I, I catch a string of bass, probably get six of them on there. Hey, what are you doing over here? Get away, get out of here. I pull my string up. Hey, them fish don't belong to you. Let them fish go. I got to take all them fish off the hook and throw it back in the water. He didn't know, man, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat, but I can't break no law, so I got going by my business. So first thing I said, I told God, I said, when I give me some money, I'm going to buy me a piece of land. Because I just want a piece of land where can't nobody run me off. I, I just want something I can stand on. This, this here piece belonged to me. So this is how I did it. I was reading something one day, and I said, man, how much land is on Earth? So I looked it up. It's a little over 36 billion acres of land on Earth. At the time, it was between five and six billion people on Earth. It's a little over eight billion now. So I did a little, little hood math. I said to myself, if it's 36 billion acres of land, and it's six billion people, just to me, everybody ought to have six acres of land. There's a scripture my mom used to tell me about all the time. She said, you have not cause you ass not. So guess what I started asking for? Six acres of land. Just wanted six. So I messed around and got my first piece of money. I got me a check for about 115,000. So first thing I did, went to Dallas, Texas, said I'm gonna buy me some land. I found a piece of land I thought it was perfect. Had a fishing lake at the end of it because I love to fish. I said, man, this piece I'm gonna buy right here. Let me talk to somebody. I was with a real estate agent. I said, how much is this? He said, it's 250,000. I can't afford this. I said, I got about 115. He said, I don't think you're gonna be able to get it for that, but I'll make a call. So he called the guy. The guy said, he would take 115 now and I could pay him the rest later. And before I did it, I said, hey man, let me ask you something. How much land is that? He said, oh, that's six acres. It was six acres. I got ready to sign it up. The real estate agent said, Mr. Harvey, before you sign that, I want you to think about it. I want to show you something else. So he took me over to this dude's house. I never met this guy. He came outside, he's a hillbilly. He's just country. You know, I was a little nervous. Me and hillbillies don't really, we don't, we don't normally work that good together. His name was uh, Jerry Campbell. Uh, turned out to be one of the nicest men I ever met. I misjudged the man. He talked to me, he said, I want to show you something. And I go over there and I couldn't believe it, man. It had rolling hills on it. It had four lakes on it, fishing ponds. I said, man, look at this right here. How many acres is this, man? He said, 16 acres. I said, man, I can't afford nothing like that. He said, well, hold on, I'm in a tide right now. How much you got? I said, well, I was gonna do this other piece of land. I got 115, I'm gonna pay now. And if you give me a year to pay out the rest of it, I, I could buy it from you like that. He said, tomorrow morning, if you bring me a $115,000 check, I'm gonna give you this land. So I got the 16 acres of land the next day. So I said, wow, 
That's how it worked. You have not cause you ask not. I asked for six. Soon as I was gonna buy the six, he put some grace on it. Next thing you know, I got 16 for the same money. So I got to thank him. I got a couple partners in Cleveland that's locked up. They not getting out of prison. So I asked God, could I had a six? So there's also that aspect of why am I buying this land? I'm buying this land so that you know some people buy land for reinvestment. Yes. Let me buy fence it. Yeah. It up for five six years. I get it for if I bought it for one million, I get five million out of it. Then I go and buy an apartment in Kilimani at five million. Yeah. And I'm sorted because many people always imagine, and I think I I want to separate myself from this narrative that you always to have your own house, you have to. Buy land. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. You can even buy land to do agricultural works. I know so many people buy land and they turn it into greenhouses. Yes. And make income out of it. Yes. So it's not necessarily just about buying and building, buying and building, Building. buying and building. Correct. Also, there is this issue of uh, doing research. Yes which I think very many young people don't do. Yeah. And even as I was saying, I've been interested in issues of land. Trust you me, I've done research. And I, 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 I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in a place where I do a television show that deals about the history of estates and by default, the history of land yeah. in Kenya. Mm. Whereby, like now, for instance, just a brief overview of land in Kenya. Land in Kenya, initially before in colonialism, was owned by us. Yeah. Then Wazungus came, for some reason they decided, you guys don't know how to manage your land, we'll manage it on your behalf. Mm. There's even that folktale that Nairobi was sold to a Maasai for Suji, three pennies and Suji, one cow or one goat. Um, a hey, sold that. There's that folktale. I don't know how true it is. Mm. <laughs> sold off Nairobi. So if you, if you learn, first of all, the history of land, and it's very important to learn the history of land because it will help you understand why land in Upper Hill, for instance, as we speak right now, Upper Hill is the most expensive. It's so prime. In yeah. East Africa. Not yeah. in Kenya. East yeah. Africa. One acre goes for 225 million. Wow. One acre Ekamoto. of land. Mm. And land in places like Rwai, Gangundo Road is kind of fairly cheaper. Kitengela a bit cheaper. No, no. So if you understand that, then you also tell your, you also categorize yourself. No, no. Me as Timothy, can I be able to get land in Upper Hill? Would it be easier for me to get land in somewhere along Kangundo Road? No, no. Like for, in, for instance, in Nairobi, land was primarily, after independence, it primarily went to government. Yeah. Sindio. Yeah. And by in Nairobi specifically, it went to the Nairobi City Municipal yeah. Council. I think mm. it mm. And that's why sometimes, Pia, learning from our past helps us to avoid the same mistakes. Because that time, the council was kind of corrupt. Yeah. Let me not lie. Yeah. Most of the people who own land now in places like Karen, Mudaiga, Ninimini, they were biggies in the municipal council, yeah. got favor with the council and bought this land, which was then maybe expensive, but cheaply. Yeah. I've done a, an episode of, on Area Code where somebody owns land in Runda, which is, I think, two and a half acres. Yeah. And his, his father or grandfather bought it at 50,000 mm. in 1978. Imagine. Wow. That's not that long ago, actually. That's not that long ago. Yeah, yes. even have a practical example. There's an, an, a grandmother of in our family, not my direct grandmother, but mm. my grandmother's sister, who bought land in Kitengela mm. in 2004. Mm-hmm. 
and went and built and relocated, moved from Langata to Kitengel. And I remember we went for housewarming. I was, I think, in primary school back then. And we were looking at her like, this chick is crazy. Because she was in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. I remember not getting on a motorbike because there was no even road. You go to Kitengela town and then you have to book Panda motorbike. <laughs> and at your place, cars could not access. And we're like, this auntie of ours has gone bananas. Yeah, she's crazy. Right now, now. Who's laughing now? That place is a gated community. community. See now. Gated community. And I think she bought it at 70,000 shillings in 2005. Mm. An acre. So sometimes those are the things you also have to look at, and uh, because as you know, as a young person, me have I I have I've, I've interact with people who have even gone to look for land, like the way you did hire those cars. No, na pelekwa paani. Then on apani mfitu na sema sasa apani nini na dakwa ni. Na sayo wana kuambia. Eh, barabara itapita. Na pale kwa barabara itapita. Mwe handi na pita sayo zisi. This is not active. <laughs> but also, my point is this. As a, as a young person buying land... <laughs> Let me tell you something. That, so, that is so real. because it's true. That literally happened like when, when I went to check land. Like, yes. It's just the same way. It was like, it's not a good thing. It's not a so, so yeah. especially for young people, and you know, as young people, tunakwanga na ile plague, quote-unquote, mm. of we are not visionaries. Mm. It's old people who always have that foresight. And as young people, we want the now, the there, upper. Mm. Mm. Ni nunuwe leo yo barabari jengwe leo stima kujikesho, kesho kutwa ni move in. Eh. And for, I have to say, for land, it will require somebody to be patient and somebody to be some sort of a visionary. Yeah. Yeah. Have foresight. Yeah. Yeah. So this place that looks like uh, an animal orphanage <laughs> can one day transform into a gated community. <laughs> if I'm patient enough. Yeah. To wait for it to be that. No, no. And I think that's why many, many, many young people, even those who have money and can be able to, no, 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 they'll go for cars. Because cars are now. Tengia showroom, ununue, pewe ki, I guarantee right now, if a young person should get like two million, not many of a majority will not go for land on the first thing. Yeah. They'll go for a car or something, or have an expensive phone, because it's a now, it's a now thing. Only to enjoy, I tell you, when you want to know land, Kwanza, Muteleze, and I titled it, Zenu Kukinyesha. So it's it's it takes a lot of investment. It takes like I've given you uh, that grandmother of mine story. Yeah. We didn't see the foresight. We didn't see it then. But right now, it kind of makes sense yeah. of what she did. And for very many young people, I know that would be a struggle. And the issue is this: land is not something you can show off now. If you buy land, it's not Instagram story worthy. Yeah, it's really not. Especially there's no house uko uko kuna donkeys and just walking there and all that. It's not. It's not. And so it's not Instagram worthy. You're not gonna be interested. You shouldn't want to be interested in But but it's really important that we change that narrative and change that mindset. You see that. Even if you can't do it now, you are not gonna be the same person in the next ten years. Yes. Yeah. And so what and what decisions can you make today to help yeah. yourself buy help yourself then? If you buy if you get that two million bob mm-hmm. and you buy that and you buy buy a one point eight million bob car, mm-hmm. na two hundred K on a fuel, let me achieve to your fuel. Like 
tomorrow when all those friends you're showing off sasa umeamua majenga umefanya nini you're going to be using that car to drive to people's houses do that thing team is saying for figure out what's most important to exactly. you exactly yes. the why exactly. the why and wow. also young people there are options now yeah. as in legal options you don't have to own land on the ground you can own an apartment yes yes, yes. You can own an apartment and it's your house. You know, exactly. it's hanging in the air somewhere, but it's yours. It's yours, exactly. And, That's and you can, and it's 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 actually an an option. You can buy like sectional property. You can buy off-plan property, like yeah. off-plan purchases on apartments. Yeah. You know, so things like that. So just to to maybe how do I say disabuse ourselves of the notion mm-hmm. that. to own a house because that's mostly why people want to buy my land yeah. eventually own a house to eventually own a house even though there are these other things that team is talking about about you know for speculation for agriculture yeah. for all those things but really the kind of dream is that you know yeah. so you can really achieve that dream but you don't have to own land on the ground you can yeah. own a house in a you can and many people will buy an apartment and it's okay and it's your apartment and, and, and there's so many options you can do with it yeah it's an airbnb you yes. can have an airbnb you may not want to live there an airbnb yeah, and to work towards now the exactly. yeah. i saw somebody that the day who bought a house that was very run down it was yeah. a run down house and then like i renovate mm. complete and that house does not look it now and end up use it it's not for him nikuza no, that's now that's that's, that's that's an investment that's an they investment, made they did with yeah. his wife and now they have real estate to sell to them to, to sell yeah. and so it's 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 foresight i think for many young people who might be looking into the issue of buying land eh? number one foresight like we've mentioned number two research like yeah. we've also mentioned number three and i think this is not often done enough by young people even in your 20s go talk to your grandparents yeah go talk to those old folks yeah. me remember my grandfather is now since deceased but i remember i spoke to him kitambo nikamuliza how he got the land where he built kushago because we were people were closer to the lake so because of flooding so he had to look for land and buy it in another place so i asked him that story higher ground, exactly yeah. higher ground like mm-hmm. you know back then the biggest guys like i tell you the biggest people who knew issues of land were chiefs yeah so he intentionally befriended one of the chiefs in the area where now we now stay mm-hmm. until that guy if you find any land somebody selling let me know yeah um, and he bought and very many hard hardly will ever find a young person talking to an old person about land yeah now is that a chris kirubi Eland ulibayaje ulibaya just give me that story tell me no no so sometimes i would encourage young people especially those who want to buy either to build or whatever issue approach the older generation they have done it they have been able to do it successfully and we can borrow a lot from them yeah. in regards to how they do it and all that also another issue that discourages very many young people from buying land is the issue of the procedure Aha uh-huh. I wanted to let into it. <laughs> let me open the door for you. There is a procedure of buying land. Uh-huh. Eh? I have a friend a person a very close friend of mine who bought land in 2018, I believe 2019. And he told me team prepare yourself. 
when you identify a piece of land, a parcel of land, I'm the buyer or the seller. There's a lot of legal work that goes in. Oh, yeah. The seller has to have their lawyer, the buyer has to have their lawyer. Correct. You have to visit now the county offices, do a search of that plot. The, the registry. The registry. Mm. Find out the history of that land. What was How it before? It what was the previous owner before that? Like, look at the ownership either three or four generations before. Mm-hmm. Tim, you're doing very well. Cindia. Yeah. I mean, I've done research because I, I intend hey. on Yeah, Cindia. <laughs> then... Apparently, land in you able let us know. Uh-huh. Apparently, in there's some land. Because there's two types of land: yes. leasehold and freehold. Correct. Hey. Oh, yeah. Every, well, give me my doctorate. I'm ready. So, so and then there's also he told me because the land he bought, I think it was a community land or used to be community oh, land. Oh yeah. So, so there no. had to be a community. There had to be a consent that yes, comes so from the locals do land community board or something land, yeah they go sit down the community sits down yes. and says we are selling this parcel of land to, to this person if they don't nini you can't get it if mm-hmm. they agree there's a procedure yes there is then now the paperwork yes <laughs> there's that is that does well, that the process really discourage actually because, yeah. so the I think the easiest way is I would say get an advocate. Yes. Get an advocate. Actually, to... that's what I'm, my friend actually ended up paying. I think he almost paid like almost seventy Gs, so that the lawyers can deal with that. Yeah. Everything. Your friend was so lucky. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he he works he, at the time he was working in Mombasa and was buying yeah. land in Nairobi. Okay. So he couldn't be physically present to monitor every. Mm-hmm. So he just said, "I'll pay the legal fee." Let the law firm do it for me. Yeah. So mm. to to the you know, as guys, young people who are listening, and you probably come into some money, and you 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 want to buy land, I would advise please please get an advocate. Get an advocate to walk you through the process. Mm. Get an advocate to help you with the searches, to help you with the you know the whole. It's called conveyancing the transfer of mm. the land from one person to another. Mm. Yeah. For for. A, for some money or for some consideration, yeah. So mm-hmm. just get an advocate to help you to walk through the procedure. Mm-hmm. That way, it is a lot uh, simpler. Mm-hmm. And you know, an advocate is a professional, so they can be able to see the loopholes that you would not see if you are not an advocate. an advocate. And then they also understand the intricacies of the historical lands. The agricultural land has different issues. Mm-hmm. Community land, land has, has different, different issues. Yeah. You know, leasehold, freehold, all those things. So do yourself a favor, get yourself an advocate. If you're buying land, get yourself an advocate. If you're selling land, get yourself an advocate. Don't be those guys who say, Let me ask you, Mali, because the fear is, and even I personally have had this fear that I will get land, I'll buy land, 10 years, 5 years down the line, this is riparian land, I'm a so or, 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 and this has happened, we've done stories about it, where yeah. I do all the paperwork, blah, 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 I get my title deed, and also Marlin has the same title deed of the same plot of land. Let me tell you, in every mud, in every market, there is a mud man. <laughs> Just think about the government of Kenya as a market, and the people in lands as all the mud men. Mm. Because, you know, there's nothing to explain that, if not for blatant disregard for the law. Mm. And, you know, just an inculcated sense of corruption mm. and people not wanting to do the right thing. Mm. 
Mm. That's it. Mm. Because when you do a historical search on the land, it should be able to tell you the transactions that that land has gone through. You know, mm. who was the owner before? Does it have a charge on it? Maybe somebody has, uh, has, has a loan, you know. Does the land as security. security? It should be able, all those things are registered against the title, you know. And you should be able to see all those things when you go to land. Yeah? Mm. And also, there's that ideally there should be no two titles on the same parcel of land mm. because yes, they usually can, are yes and that's that's <laughs> the unfortunate bit about it we'll call it out it's it's corruption it's bad it's messy it shouldn't happen mm. but people have just decided not to do the right thing so when you get an advocate you know and you know unfortunately sometimes even you can have an advocate and they help you through the whole process and they can't be able to detect it mm. so uh, some things also you pray to god and just the lord to just smooth and everything yeah. for you because you're like sister this advocate cannot detect it you know and you know you can't say that you'll pay the best advocate in kenya you probably can't afford that one mm-hmm. you know and then you also don't know who is in cahoots with which advocate in the land that registry as mm-hmm. in the country and those yeah, are real issues yeah? yeah so young people just as as we do this as we aspire to buy land as we aspire to be homeowners landowners you know, big businessmen dealing in land and all those things. Just take all those things into consideration. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that some people will try and bend the system to favor them, you know, but just be also be very alert. Just And the thing that sometimes helps is do a site visit. Yes. Do a site visit very on that important. land. Yeah, do a site visit. Go there. If there are people there who you can see, talk to them. You know, you, can, you can't know, like, maybe the neighbor will tell you, eh, hey, iko mwenyewe. Hmm? So go on the land, see it, do your due diligence, actually do proper due diligence on it. See it, see if there's land on, see if there's a fence, see if there's a house that was demolished. See everything you can see on it, you know. Mm. Do due diligence, do it banks, uh, is, the, is, the, is the land charged, you know, like those things, everything you need to know. By the time you're making a decision to, to transfer money from your account, to the seller's advocate's account or wherever, as in just consider, and you, you would have considered all things and you can't as in fault your process. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, it will be bad luck. I have learned so much. No, I have just learned so much. That was really, really insightful. I feel like I was an audience member listening to <laughs> listening to an interview of a lawyer on KTN. Wow. Now, you should get me an interview. <laughs> but, that, but, but that was that was really, really helpful. And I feel like for a lot of us, a lot of us young folk, we don't think that far. Yeah. And I, I believe and I and I hope that for everybody listening that you've actually gotten some insight to it. I hope it didn't discourage you but but rather encourages you to actually research them more and not be too haphazard about the decisions that you make. Yeah. But yeah, that's been it for this episode. Thank you so much for your time as always. We are happy to have you. We are happy that you stuck with us all the way till the end and we look forward to seeing you next week. If you feel like there's somebody who will be helped by this, if you have any question in regards to this, send them through. We look for somebody who can answer those questions. Correct. Yes, we will. So we, yeah. we, we have researchers here. We have Konawakili up. Yeah, but always, always happy to help. Kabisa, yeah. Kabisa. So you guys have yourself a fantastic, fantastic day. God bless you. God bless you. Parting shots. Uh-huh. By land. <laughs> They're not making any more of it. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
Ace. Quirin. Quirin. <laughs> On that note. Bye everybody.